0: And welcome back to Glitter Budget with your hosts Anjanette. And Jess. And we're continuing our Buffy series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a little excited. But uh in this episode we're discussing season two. Yes. Which I think this is we, we're just talking about it. It's it's when Buffy starts to get like really good, really uh yeah. there are a lot of like iconic episodes.
1: In season yeah two. oh yeah i would say there's a lot of iconic episodes there's a lot of introduction to some key characters you get a lot more depth um with the characters that have already been introduced and you kind of start to see where some of their uh stories are headed a little bit
0: yeah oh and like even the i think even the f- the filler episodes which weren't rated as high as obviously like the the key episodes they still had some <laughs> pretty good scenes yeah. and whatnot in those episodes. Um like there's Ted is one of the episodes in season two. I hated it. I don't like it, but um uh I believe what Jason Ritter, I think his name is. Yeah. He was uh he you know, very loved, very beloved actor. Uh sadly passed away. Yeah. But um In his episode, like, you kind of, like, it's more, it gives Joyce, Buffy's mom, kind of more depth to her character. Because she is trying to move on from being divorced from her husband, Buffy's father. And she's going back into the dating world. And Ted (laughs) is a guy that she meets. But Ted turns out to be a robot. Killer robot. A killer robot. Yeah. And.
1: uh Oh. All right. So. Uh, I didn't like the episode. For the most part. And I didn't yes. like his character. But. Um, this did give. One of those. Oh shit. Like I'm a slayer. And I have slayer strength. Oh and God, I can't yeah. use this with people. Yes. So S- that was a hard lesson.
0: Yes. So that's why I say like. Even like the. Mm. The side. the the filler episodes kind of added to the overall story of Buffy.
1: I think, yeah, and her learning and training process.
0: Yeah. So, in that episode, though, um, Ted comes off as, like, a very... He's overbearing. He's trying to control everything, every aspect of Buffy's life. And, obviously, she as a teenager does not want some new dad and he's already like and the things are moving very quickly between Ted and her mother and they're already discussing like getting engaged and moving in all this kind of stuff and she's just like like she's obviously not for it. Yeah,
1: she's not for it but like like behind closed doors kind of like when Joyce is sitting around like he's very like he'll grab his, her arm mm-hmm. kind of stuff to like you know be, like knock it off like don't ruin this day for us and stuff like that. Just it starts to get like a little physical. Yeah. So Buffy's kind of like, if you want to play that game, you're gonna lose. And unfortunately, like she thinks that she she kills him. Yeah.
0: And um, it like there was an investigation that was starting to be conducted because Buffy said, like, well she hit me and the police officers are like, Well, you don't have any marks on you. But she's this layer, she heals quickly. Because when it's something like a human, even though it's a robot human and he should presumably have more strength than a standard human. Um, she doesn't have any marks. But yeah. the, um, it kind of, like, shows the, the dynamic of shifting between her and her mom. Yeah. Because her mom kind of, like, can't look at her. Because Joyce thinks that Buffy killed her lover. <laughs> you know? And it turns out that Ted was a robot, came back to life, and freaked everyone out, <laughs> and ended up killing him for sure, for sure. Instead of just short circuit, short circuiting him.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think that was a like a really harsh slap in the face, you know. As far quite literally, as, y- yeah. But you know, ag- again, just the fact that like you said, she's a teen, she has all these you know crazy powers and this crazy strength when she's used to fighting being can handle that, yeah you know and when that spills over to like kind of like the real world or you're just your average folks mm-hmm. um you know you gotta you gotta rein it back yeah you know and i think that's tested like a couple times that she's had to deal with and it's one of those things you have to keep yourself in check but when you're a teen it's like the worst thing <laughs> like we don't have control over that like yeah teens are the worst they're very impulsive
0: yes yes because i would have killed so many people yeah, um, I think if I, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I probably would have killed people now with my psyche being developed and all. I feel like I would have killed people, again,
1: like more impulsively, like out of just like, you know, quick anger and then be like, ah, shit.
0: Yeah. I think now
1: it'd be a little bit more, you know,
0: It would planned. be more <laughs> well thought out. <laughs> let's just be honest here. Yeah. but. Moving they, on. <laughs> they had a lot of good um a lot of good episodes. The first episode of the season, when she was bad, Buffy comes back from spending the summer with her father and she's very detached and going through some shit because when we last left her, she had died and died to save the world. Yep. She came back and she just kind of, like, immediately goes and doesn't really, like, address her trauma or anything. Which, you know, a lot of people do. Yeah. And it it it, it does kind of show that, like, they're... H- how people kind of react to trauma. They kind of act out of character. And what she does is that she... When she comes back to Sunnydale, she upsets the dynamic that they have. So, in the previous season, they have the three. There's Buffy... Xander and Willow, and mm-hmm. there's Giles. And when she comes back, she upsets that she's a bitch. The balance, yes, she's, she's a, a bitch. bitch. And Cordelia kind of has this, <laughs> I like to me like this great line where she's like, "You're really campaigning for bitch of the year, aren't you?" And Buffy comes back, like, quips back, "She's like, as reigning champion, are you afraid?" <laughs> And, like, it's just, she's just acting completely out of character. Like, she does this, like, sexy little dance uh, with yeah. Xander. Like, they're at the bronze, which is the the dance club. And she's just, like, grinding on him, like, rubbing all over him. It's and very then she sensual. Just, then she just fucking leaves. And that's when Cordelia, Cordelia is like, um, what the fuck. The fuck and Xander finally getting what he's always wanted with Buffy. It's just like, oh my gosh, she finally likes me. And everyone else is like, there's something wrong with her. And he's like, can Aww. you just let me have
1: it? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a slap in the face of him too. Like them saying something like that. Yeah. But not only really that, like you could tell like how blind he still is for his feelings for her. Not picking up on that. There's something wrong and that. What she did was just really fucked up and, like, rude and disrespectful to him, like...
0: Yes. Not just that, but, like, I- in just a general friend way, like... Yeah. I, I, yeah, just essentially how you were just saying, it's like, she knows Willow's feelings for him. She knows Xander's feelings for her. And you're gonna fucking do that? Yeah. Like, that's, that's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. So, um, she essentially is pushing away Everyone from her, and she's like, she's pissed at everyone essentially for what happened, yeah. Not actually like processing anything, so she pissed at Angel, she's pissed at Giles, she's pissed at Xander, um, uh, Willow, everyone. But it turns out that <laughs> what kind of like also pisses her off is that the master that she killed that who killed her first he is people are his little followers are trying to resurrect him yeah so there's a ritual that involves the master's bones and all of those present when um when he died but the ritual as it was read is like the like the person closest to him so Buffy thinks that it's her but it's not it's all of the people that were actually like physically close to him when he died, which was everyone but Buffy, Xander, and Angel. Yeah, because I think they were um, they were elsewhere. So it's Miss Calendar, Giles, Cordelia, Willow. Uh, who else? And is that it? I think so. so that's it. So the the ritual they're trying to kill all of them in order to bring the master back. So Buffy, Buffy finally gets her head out of her ass and goes and saves the day and also gets some cathartic cathart- release. cathartic release by grinding the master's bones to paste. Yeah. yeah. And they're, you know,
1: the dynamic is one again
0: and yes. they can move forward
1: with, you know, her actually processing and talking about how she felt and what she was going through. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think from there though, I think you said, I mean, there are so many good episodes, but you're introduced to so many great characters. You're introduced to Spike and Drusilla. In the episode
0: School Hard. (laughs) The third episode. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting. So, um, Spike comes in and there is supposed to be like a some kind of prophecy ritual whatever and he he's supposed to be heading the charge spike and spike is under kind of the leader of the anointed one who was yeah. from the previous season, season so yeah. it's still that fucking child anyway this prophetic night is also also happens to fall on parent teacher night yeah. Which Buffy is supposed to be decorating for under um, the tutelage of Principal Snyder. Snyder, Yeah. Who is just kind of like, hey, you got to make sure that this goes well or else I'm going to tell your mom about all of the things. So she is trying to keep her mom away from that uh, the entire night that she's there. And that's kind of a task in and of itself. But... Spike ends up crashing parent-teacher night. And Spike is supposed
1: to be like, so they know he's in town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he's supposed to be really fear because he's already killed two Slayers yeah. in his lifetime. So it's, you know, everyone's like scared shitless. And, you know, he's there for that. And he's also kind of there really for Angel as well. Yeah. Um, Angel, when he was Angelus, had sired Drusilla, who... Sired. I don't remember... Well, sired Spike. Spike.
0: I don't remember though why she was ill. Uh she was trampled by a mob in Prague. Okay. So yeah, she's not she isn't up to her full strength, so Spike is taking care of him taking care of her, sorry. And Spike is always like he is a lover. Yeah. Like he when he loves someone, he loves them with all of his being, and he will do whatever it takes to take care of them. So when he falls, he falls hard. So he loves Drusilla super-duper th- muchly. She's fucking nuts. And she and I love her so much. Killer for me. <laughs> Killer for princess. From guts to gut. I love, love. I just uh, fucking... <gasps> <laughs> But I love the dynamic between those two. Like I really truly feel like Juliet Landau is Drusilla. Oh yeah. No, she she executed that performance, that character so beautifully.
1: Mm-hmm. But I just I remember rewatching it and it was just like She's fucking nuts, man. Like yeah. holy
0: shit. But the reason she's nuts is because Angelus drove her crazy before he killed her. Yeah. By killing everyone she loved. <laughs> Yes, but
1: he she needs to do some there's like some sort of specific like ritual that she he needs oh that's she later. she needs the sire, yeah, angel to that's
0: what's my line, part one and two, yes, yeah mm-hmm. so but in school hard when they're both introduced, spike is just kind of wreaking havoc, which is like typical spike fashion, and uh he ends up what's <laughs> What is also typical of Spike fashion is that he kind of like... He goes in half-cocked. He always ends up not dying, which is cool. Wow. But um, his ideas aren't always fully formed before he acts on them. No. So he didn't... He says he's like a slayer with family and friends. That sure as hell wasn't in the brochure. And Yeah. He's used to fighting slayers that are on their own, which is like... That's been the case for every Slayer up until Buffy. Yeah. Which is why we say that Buffy is so different than any other Slayers. Because, like I said, she's got family and friends. And she's got a Watcher that cares for her more than any other Watcher has cared for a Slayer. More than just like, okay, I got to teach this bitch how to fight. Yeah. But, like, he actually, like, cares for her as, like, a father figure.
1: I don't, like, Spike's one of my favorite characters. Fucking love that goddamn character. Fuck, I just I love it, just love it, love it. But I kind of wish they made him a little bit more of a badass and like he had to shit together a little bit more and he could fight a little bit better with her.
0: You know what I mean? Like it was yes. more. I I agree. Yeah, I agree. Especially They're, since they talked him up so much before they actually introduced the character. I was like, they did, but I think what happens with what happened with Spike a lot of the time. Even back when he did kill those slayers, is that it was a it was in some instances dumb luck. Yeah, um, definitely with the first slayer that he killed, that was oh, kind yeah. of like dumb luck. That was because the first slayer he killed was a slayer in, during the Boxer Rebellion in China, mm-hmm. and he kind of caught her off guard and whatnot. And the second slayer, who it, it turns out to be a bigger deal than it was and that will we'll mention later. Um, he did fight very well with her. Yeah. No, it
1: yeah, he bested her. I mean in that mm-hmm. one, like for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Like I just I wish they would have had his character be a little bit more yeah. I mean like obviously there's uh later on we'll get to that, but like I know later on there's reasons why they're kind of like meh Spike, but yeah, he just kinda turned into like a
0: meh it's spike. It's not a big deal yeah the thing is like I think that what makes Spike so dangerous a lot of the times is because is his unpredictability yeah like he's not he's not always going to strike the same way every time and because he goes in half cocked a lot it's hard to know no, what he's y- going to right. do next and that's where he can be dangerous yeah. and because you can't really go in with an offensive you just have to be a defense
1: yeah that's true yeah, you never. Anyone always like shows up at the most, like inopportune
0: moments, like the worst times ever. Yeah. So like Buffy wasn't expecting anything because it wasn't. Um, oh, the Feast of Saint Vigius. That's, That's what, what it, it was. I knew I would remember eventually. But yes, it was something um, for Drusilla originally, but um, they he ended up getting impatient and then going to attack the Slayer. During like I said that that conference, Which I don't think she probably expected because there's so many people, yes, but they did uh that was that was an iconic episode f- for that, and then another one lie to me lie to me was a good episode, yeah, that one was a more human episode of um a a boy that she had a crush on, that Buffy had a crush on when she was still living in L.A. at Henry, um Billy Fordham. So it was her a friend from a previous life, essentially. She, uh, he finds out that she's the Slayer, but she doesn't know that. And he comes to her and it's like, oh, I'm matriculating into this school, blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be great. It's going to be like old times. And Xander and Angel are all super suspicious. So I think for her, though, it's kind of like a, oh, hey,
1: look, something familiar and, you know, possibly a normal like relationship. And I can see you in the sun. Yes. (laughs) And you're my age.
0: It's, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So she's, uh, like, super, super keen to kind of like foster this relationship, which is understandable. But it turns out that Billy Fordham is, uh, it's unfortunate. He's got, he's sick with brain cancer. Yeah. He's like riddled with brain tumors and he's terminal. So he is, he's been trying to strike deals with vampires namely spike that hey i can help trap the slayer you just have to turn me into a vampire so he doesn't he is another teenager that doesn't want to die yeah which i think is like why this episode for me is so hard hitting is like no one i don't think you know for the most part no one at any age wants to die but especially no. when you're young especially when you're a teenager and you're you realize that you've got so much life left to live And to be robbed of that and to be in constant pain. And that's something that's really like
1: addressed either. Mm -hmm. You know, is like either kids or teens who have a terminal illness. Like I think, like you said, I think a lot of people think of like, Oh, you're a teen. You have plenty of life to live. And like, you're, you're healthy. And you know, that's just like a thing. Like you're just super healthy up until like you're old, but no, like these things do happen. And, You know, honestly, again, like, if you had the opportunity to possibly not have to go through this and have eternal life, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you're going to possibly do whatever it takes to take that opportunity. And, unfortunately, he is very, you know, whimsical and gets Buffy to crush hard and ends up being just complete bullshit. And, again, like, another... Harsh growing lesson for Buffy, I think, in, in regards to love and
0: relationships and how the world works in certain aspects. Yeah, like she's she's questioning why this had to happen at all. And she's just like, she asks Giles, she's like, you know, essentially what does it all mean? Like, does that ever get easy? Does growing up ever get easy? And yeah. um, He's like, well, what do you want me to say? And she's like,
1: lie to me. Yeah. Sometimes we just need those white, li- we just need to be lied to. We just yeah. need those comforting lies to get through this moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Childs is always very much like, this is your duty and this is what it is. And, like, kind of black and white, harsh slap in the face reality. Grow up, stopping in a kid and she kind of just asks him at one time to just tell me it's going to be fine.
0: Yeah. And so he, like, paints a pretty picture and she's just like, liar. but that one is like a a favorite of mine from season two but they they have a lot of iconic like I said episodes in um, there's two episodes apart like two parter what's my line part one and two that one um, involves the ritual of trying to get Drusilla back to normal strength and that is getting her sire Angel, yes, and um, essentially train like uh, draining and transferring energy, right? Essentially. Energy life yeah. source from one to the other. But at this point, there are two
1: slayers, yeah. So, you guys remember, anytime one slayer dies, another emerges. And since Buffy had died in the first season, mm-hmm. Kendra was released. Up to Sunnydale, but she had already like she knew she was a Slayer. She had already been training. Yes, she, so she yeah, she knew she was a potential Slayer. Yeah, so she was. but She's very rigid, like very rigid. Very accepted that this was her duty, like just black and white. This is what mm-hmm. I'm here for. I'm okay with it. This is my life. Um, so and she there's a Slayer
0: handbook. Yes, which Buffy did not know <laughs> because Giles was like, well, it you kind of just you didn't. Take any other slayer advice that I gave you, so I just didn't give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you have even read it? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like, let's let's face facts here. Buff. Okay.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think um it kind of gives you like another look into the slayer world as far as the potentials and how many slayers are out there and just how this whole thing works. And Buffy kind of like, Great, she could do this. She could be here and I could just go be a teen
0: yeah like i could g- go she's here I can go do i i can go be mean, oh my god, yes, and then that whole identity crisis of like who am I if I'm not the slayer yeah and um so they're having like career day at school, and oh, that's when uh they're yeah they're trying to do, they're f- they're trying to uh career figure day. out who like. They're all taking like aptitude tests. It's essentially. basically just like
1: this is the career path that you are best <coughs> characterized to like go do. Yeah, and essentially,
0: Buffy is um, best suited for to be a correctional <laughs> officer, uh, or something along those lines. And uh, you also meet Oz in yeah. season two. Yeah. So so
1: Willow and Oz are, you know, uber smart. Yes. So they're like taken like backstage and there's like you know hors d'oeuvres and people there like from MIT and like all these other crazy schools of like what will it take to get you (laughs) to come
0: to us and so it's understandable why Willow is there because it's just widely known across the entire school that she is the smartest student at school and then you look at Oz and he's just like I just I test really well (laughs) 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 but Oz is played by Seth Green and he's just this wonderful laconic kind of character he has like the best one-liners Unfortunately and he is Fortunately though it was a lot of one-liners a lot of one-liners that um we'll get to that in the next uh season or so but like just imagine being an actor and you're called to set for one
1: line <laughs> and he was but like I hated that though cuz I loved his character I loved them together like so mm-hmm. much and they just didn't give him the due justice that he deserved. I don't know. Like I just I hate yeah. that. I hate they didn't develop his character and take it where it could have gone.
0: Yeah, I mean to be fair, when you write a character that is like that, um, if you don't have someone that is there specifically like, that wants that kind of character, yeah, it's kind of is it's gonna be hard to develop them into anything more than that. But um, so it might have just been a an issue of well that's how you wrote them so yeah. you know it is what it is but their their relationship was um super cute yeah i loved but it yeah I so like i loved it so much that's you oz is introduced and he'd been crushing on willow for the past couple episodes but so spike is still an issue in this episode because he hires bounty hunters to Come kill the Slayer, and also before this, before I forget, um, Spike at this point has already killed the Anointed One. Yeah. So after the so whole he's
1: basically like running the show now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: After the whole feast of St. Vigius, Vigius thing kind of goes haywire, uh, he goes back to the Anointed One, and he's just like, "Well, the Anointed One is like, well, you kind of fucked that up." So Spike is like, "I'm fucking sick of this shit." And he takes the anointed one, throws him a big ass birdcage type thing, <laughs> and then just—it's on this pulley system. So he pulleys him up into the sunlight, and he dusts him. And that was the end of the anointed one. And it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I love I th- think he was fucking pointless. He was did pointless. nothing. He added nothing to the show. Mm-hmm. He was—I don't know. But I—I I just like I said, I, I feel like the season it—it gets—it gets a lot of traction. Your heart is broken, like they so you know um angel's background a lot more, right, like you know who he sired, who sired Spike, like that whole trio, yeah, where he came from, obviously, you know in season one that he has his soul that he was cursed, yes, so you find out that miss Calendar um is actually a gypsy, yes,
0: yeah, she sh- is a a descendant of that um troop clan troop tribe troop tribe tribe gypsy. V- Clan village, she's a gypsy, yeah. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but, um, so they she's sent, she's stationed at Sunnydale in order because they know she's a
1: sleeper, so no, I'm
0: kidding, essentially, yeah. Well, kind of, they know the gypsies know that Angelus is in that area and Angelus has the hots for Buffy. So she's kind of there to kind of fuck up any kind of... She's basically trying to cock block em. In, When you boil it down to its <laughs> basest ingredients, <laughs> that's what she's trying to do. We're well, trying to keep it a little bit more sophisticated than that. God.
1: Listen, I'm sorry, but... It's a moment of true happiness. She realizes that he's starting to get the hots for Buffy. She realizes there's potential for true happiness. So she's trying to cock block it. And in the meantime, though, she starts to fall for Giles. Yes. And it's adorable. It's fucking adorable it of him adorable. trying to flirt and, like, and be she's appropriate with her. And mm-hmm. then bickering back and forth between like her the computer use and him with
0: like his books. The one episode where he's just like, oh, you forgot your earring. Um... It at the library and he he's like you know I assume that's where you dangle it from he's like and she's like that's not where I dangle it from and <laughs> you're like <gasps> miss calendar wasn't there one where Scandalous.
1: she was like I think he had let her borrow a book and she mentioned something about like her, her like breaking the spine or something like that mm-hmm. or like, but, and he was just like you, you did what what happened what what
0: and she's like I just wanted to watch you squirm And he's like I trust I gave good squirm <laughs> so like they uh, she likes to tease him because she does like him yeah, and uh, he likes her back and that's all cute and well and good like I said you start to see the other side of Giles it's not like this really
1: stuck up stuffy just I gotta be in the library and this is my duty like you start to see him as like this person who has needs and wants and wants mm. that connection and it's freaking adorable
0: it is and so, it's also fucking tragic. Well, because then we cut to... Buffy's birthday. Her 17th birthday. 17th. The which they happen
1: to mention the age several times during the episode. I'm okay. never going to let it
0: go. I'm sorry. This I'm is, not sorry. Past that. Past that. Okay, so we've already discussed our issues with this. I'm sorry. She's 17. We're, we'll get to that in a second. But... Um, so... Again... Spike and Drusilla are still a thing, but after the whole trying to get Drusilla strong again, oh yeah, Buffy and Kendra fuck up that whole ritual they get angel they get angel back, they collapse the church that the ritual was going down in, and um <laughs> the church collapses on uh Spike and Drusilla. But enough of the ritual had worked to where Drusilla got her strength back. But because of uh, an entire fucking church collapsing on Spike, he ends up in a wheelchair. Yeah. But before that, that was supposed to be the end, I think, of Spike and Drusilla. Oh, yeah. But because, yeah, that was originally where they were supposed to end it. Oh. But because audiences loved them so much. And Spike in particular. Yeah. They brought them back. So, um... At the end of that episode... uh, Yeah, at the end of that episode, you see Drusilla being able to, like, stand very well. And she lifts Spike up with just one arm. It's like, okay. We've got this now. Yeah. So, cut to... The episode surprise. So Spike is in a wheelchair. They're planning a um, a party for Drusilla, and Spike ordered this special birthday present. Well, a special present for Drusilla, which is the judge. Yeah, the judge is this demon that had to be disassembled into all these different parts, and all the parts were scattered across the world. And when assembled, the judge is a demon that can, like, zap the humanity out of any living being. And uh, just obliterate them. So, once he gets strong enough, instead of having to, like, actually physically touch something to take the humanity out of them, he can just... Zap it. Zap it from wherever. So... They're, one of that, one of the packages is intercepted by Buffy, and they were supposed to, Buffy's friends were holding a surprise party for her, but once they find out that this, uh, during the surprise party, it's found out that, hey, there's this arm, (laughs) and it's one of the judge's (laughs) arms, and so they're like, okay, well, we gotta... We gotta do something to stop the judge. So Angel's like, okay, well, I uh, I'm gonna go travel to where I know one of his pieces are. Yeah. And it's gonna be something that's gonna take like months to do. So Jenny Calendar is like, yeah, this, you, you should, do that. You should you should do that like pronto, Huge help. like now. Doesn't matter that it's on her birthday. You should fucking do it now. So they go to the harbor, which is where the uh, delivery is supposed to be going down of this piece. And he's supposed to intercept it and then take it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, shit goes down. They barely escape with their lives. They end up going back to Angel's place, doing the hanky panky. Angel loses his soul. Yep. Because he got his one true moment of happiness. In the ultimate irony of climaxing. Anyway. That happens. So. Let's move past it. I'm not. I'm not going to move past it. What do you want? What?
1: I'm just saying that I'm never going to be over it. I'm never going to not bring it up that was bullshit. And it was just a manly thing to write in. At the moment of happiness. I agree. I think it's dumb. It was... Yeah, I have a lot of issues with it. I'm upset about it. You hear that, Joss? We're upset. I'm
0: upset. Anyways, so, now we're introduced to Angelus. Angelus. And Angelus is one of those guys that's just fucking awful. He takes pleasure in tormenting everyone in every every he, aspect of everything.
1: Really cruel. Um, Literally like the polar opposite of of Angel and how he was with the soul. Um, Mm -hmm. And you really get to understand why he was cursed and why, like, so many people were scared of him and and the name that he had held for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, realizing that Miss Calendar, once they realized, like, he had lost his soul, they were getting, like, the orb thing back and try to basically redo the ritual. Yes. um, Which Willow kind of starts to pick up, like, throughout this season, starts to pick up a little bit of, like, interest in... You know, witchcraft. be in, in witchcraft, and you know, starts to read a little bit here and there. And I think Giles is like, "What you doing? You don't need to read that. Like, don't worry about it."
0: Yeah, like he's he's worried about her safety, thinking that she'll go in like too deep and everything. But, um, <laughs> Angelus is he's mad at Buffy for kind of like making him feel human. Yeah, because he remembers all the things that Angels di- that Angel did. So he's con- he's plotting against her and her loved ones. And he is he moved in with Spike and Drusilla and Spike is not having it because well, Spike is no longer like uh, he's no longer top dog. No. Uh, he's no longer the alpha male and Drusilla being crazy will, you know, fuck whatever moves closest to her. Well, I there's that and I think it's just the uh whoever
1: has the most power, whoever is top dog is who she's going to gravitate towards. Yeah. And Spike at that time, like you said, is still in a wheelchair. So there's not mm-hmm. too much you can do about it. And I think even like back in the day,
0: it was still always angel. Yeah. You know, so. But it's, it's like throughout the season, you find out that Spike is kind of milking his injury. Like yeah. you find out that he's not, he doesn't, he's, he heals fairly quickly and he doesn't need to be in his wheelchair anymore. He's just kind of biding his time to try to like, come up with an idea. Yeah. So when he actually does bide his time and come up with a plan, it ends up f- going fairly well for him. Yeah. Um. So he was just plotting for a while. But a lot of... uh A lot of shitty shit things happen. <laughs>
1: so basically, Angelus reunites with Spike and Drusilla is, leaves it mad because he still remembers all the feelings and stuff like that that Angel had for Buffy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so again, the plot to hurt her and all the loved ones everyone involved. Um, so he starts to wreak havoc and unfortunately though Miss Calendar being a part of the gypsies who had cursed him and
0: also knowing that she's working on being... It's found out though, hold on, before we get to that though, it's found out by both Giles and Buffy that um Miss Calendar knew about Angel and they 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 found out that she was that sleeper cell or whatever and they found out that she was trying to keep Buffy away from Angel. Oh yeah. So once the whole Angel Angelus thing happens, they all kind of like turn their back on Miss Calendar. Yeah. So this entire time she is looking up the ritual to restore Angel's soul. Yeah, and to try to make up with Giles and
1: yes, kind of get back into, mm-hmm. like, with the click and everything like that. I mean, and I'm sure she feels bad of not, to, she was sent for a very specific reason in the mission and told to kind of keep quiet about it. You know, so she wasn't like she was doing it on purpose, per se, as far as, you know, being malicious about it, but yeah. it just, it is what it was. That was her destiny. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, she caught feelings. And, you know, it gets messy.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so they're kind of, they're on the rocks. They're starting to kind of mend things a little bit. Things start to kind of get a little bit more approachable,
0: slightly. Yeah. Like, thing things are starting to get okay. And she finally um, translates the ritual. She has, like, a computer program. She <laughs> translates the ritual. on a floppy disk. On a, f- on a floppy disk. Floppy. Children, if you don't know what the floppy disk was
1: back that's in our time. The, that's
0: the save icon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was our USB back in the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would hold about one page of information. Yes. <laughs> one ritual's worth of <laughs> 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 So it was, like, I think translated from, like, ancient Sumerian or something like that. Um and she had the, which is called the Orb of Thessala. Oh, yeah. Which there's only, like, so few left in existence. Most people don't even know what the fuck to use it for. So you just kind of use it, like, as a fancy paperweight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, like, Giles did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyway, Miss Calendar has the ritual translated. She has all the ingredients. And Angel finds out.
1: So, he finds out, intercepts her at the school. Um, so, the floppy disk isn't destroyed. So, like, but it's kind of falls in between, like, the computer and, like, a desk or something like that. Yeah, it,
0: it's it's kind of, like, it was on the desk, and then it falls in between the desk and, like, the filing cabinet or whatever next yeah. to it. But he breaks the orb. Yeah. And so,
1: she obviously tries to escape. They're, you know, kind of doing the cat and mousing running through the school. And...
0: It's a really sad scene, but the way they filmed it was really good. It was. It was it was filmed very well. That whole scene, like it's kind of it's narrated by, I think, Whistler, right? The, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the the he's like a demon type character who was in House on Haunted Hill. Yes, he was. Uh he kind of helped Angel find his way when he was like roaming the streets after he he found his way to America after getting his soul and he was trying to find a purpose, so maybe we can blame Whistler for turning angel onto Buffy, oh yeah, but so <laughs> fuck you, Whistler, but anyway, Whistler kind of narrates this episode talking about passion,
1: yeah, oh yeah,
0: oh God, that made it even so much worse, and so Angel's thing is that he likes to kind of be. Pretty sadistic with his murders and everything, so he ends up killing Miss Calendar. He ends up killing her, but they're chasing.
1: He's chasing her through the school, and they come to the stairwell, which is you know framed by this huge um, window. window. It's backlit, so you see like their silhouettes. But it's and he kills her in such a way too that I wasn't expecting. She figured like he's a vampire savage, like it's you know he's gonna bite her or whatever. And you know he kind of grabs her and just and just snaps her neck and just the way that they filmed it and just the look of satisfaction on his face which is so cruel I just uh, Mm -hmm. but then after oh god so after he knowing that her and Giles were kind of an item and that Giles had found passion and found love in her had basically set
0: her up in Giles his apartment right? Yeah. So he he makes it seem like like he sends Giles like a essentially a love note from from Miss Calendar saying Roses, like hey, candles Meet me at your place and he, he sets up this whole scene at his place. Like there's rose petals everywhere, there's candles, there's little notes saying like upstairs and he goes upstairs and he sees a dead Miss Calendar in his bed surrounded by rose petals heartbreaking oh my god and you see like everyone else finds out about it like it <laughs> also this the the scene so like it's still it's still being narrated by Whistler and you see Angel is like sitting outside of Buffy's house and she gets the call because um at this point like Angel's been like terrorizing everyone's houses so everyone's like kind of trying to like stay together yeah Um, Buffy had uninvited Angel because there's like a there's a spell to uninvite yeah. a vampire from your home so Willow is staying with Buffy at her place so Angel's outside kind of watching this unfold so he knows that you know going to get a call, is and what at, the at some point, yeah. she gets a call. She finds out, hands the phone to Willow. Willow finds out, and any like I said before, anything anytime Alice and Hannigan cries, I'm just like, it starts flowing. And especially too, like
1: between the two of them before they kind of got like the falling out, they were starting to get really close. Yeah. Um. See, it's just God, he was just such a sadistic bastard to know to set all that all up, Mm -hmm. time it, and then go to watch their reactions to like continue to enjoy their pain. Yeah. And, you know, again, you see the moment of Giles the other side of him of being a watcher and some of his past where, you know, he is trained to fight, like he's Mm -hmm. not this weak bookworm that everyone thinks he is. So he immediately just starts packing bags to go out for revenge and Poor Giles unfortunately gets tortured quite
0: horrifically. No, was that, what the, that no, no. That was a different scene. That was a different one episode.
1: Oh, different well, eventually. Yes. Eventually, yes.
0: It leads but, to torture. Um what happens in this episode though, is that um Giles goes to the house that he knows that Angel and Spike and Drusilla are staying at. Um, and he essentially goes to burn it down, and he, he's like, he he pretty much plans on not like leaving back Yeah, and Buffy finds out, goes to follow him, and gets gets him out of there. And there's like the this lovely scene between the two of them. But she she rescues him, and then what happens later on after that is uh, like only a few more episodes. That's when there's becoming part one and two, which are like the last two episodes of the season. That's when, oh, that's right, Giles yeah. Giles ends up getting tortured. But because of that, so like Angelus is trying to bring about the end of the world. There's the demon Acathla yeah, that um is he's stuck in stone, yeah, and he his he's trying to figure out the ritual to. Oh, basically open this portal, essentially. Open this portal to hell. Yeah. So at this point, Spike is like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that this doesn't go well for you. Because I know that you can actually pull it off. Yeah. And I like this world.
1: he likes it. And then also, too, like, Drusilla's fallen for Angel mm-hmm. or fallen back with Angel. I don't know. She's smitten
0: and not really with Spike anymore. Exactly. So he's like, I'm going to get my bitch. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So he teams up with the Slayer. And Buffy's like, why the fuck would I trust you? You're an asshole. And he's like, okay. Hey, I can make sure that you stop this. Yeah. So let's work together towards a common goal of stopping Angel. Doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So Angel ends up kidnapping Giles to, because he's very smart. He ends up, he knows. What Angel needs in order to make the ritual work, yeah, and it turns out that to get that out of him, Drusilla, who is not only crazy but kind of like a little bit psychic and a little bit kind of with the she mystical has some, in some way, yeah, magic she has some powers a little bit, yeah, so she ends up essentially hypnotizing Giles into thinking that she is Miss Calendar, and. <sighs> Miss Calendar, a.k.a. Drusilla, ends up getting the information that Angel needs after being tortured for, like, days on end. Yeah. But it was Spike's idea to use Drusilla instead of, like, going all, like, Angel going all hard- hardcore with tortures, like, because yeah. he's not, you know, hasn't worked thus far yeah. to get what you want, so why don't you use Drusilla? It'll be And at that easier. point, though, like, he was, he was pretty broken and exhausted yes so so it, it's it it w- it's it's understandable that yeah. Giles had given he's just like oh my god I just want to get I want to get your safety on oh, we got to get out and we got to get Angel away from a Catholic it's just because that's that's what he needs he needs his blood So let's go let's get the fuck out so um everyone's kind of been hurt at this point uh Angel's, or Willow's
1: in the hospital. Willow's in the hospital. But she also found the floppy disk. And yes. has everyone like the scooby gang gather up everything that she needs. So she's like. And I think Buffy knows too. She's like I'm pretty sure I can get his soul back. Like just give me the time. Like I can mm-hmm. perform this ritual. Which are all the kind of nervous. Because it's pretty heavy duty stuff. And she's just now started to kind of play around a little bit with the arts. Yeah. And Buffy is just
0: like. I'm ready to kill this motherfucker. You know. Feelings aside. Yeah. Gotta do what I gotta do. She's like, but if you can bring him back. Yeah. Then you do that. Yeah. So she goes for like a one final showdown with Angel to get back, you know, her lover. So
1: my issue with this this episode or what? Um, the ritual. So the ritual, like, once it's open, um, Buffy has to to kill Angel to close it. The portal. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Please tell me how you know when a vampire's dead and how to kill a vampire. Because it ain't stabbing him in the chest with a steel sword.
0: Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like in the fifth season when you need the blood to open it. and You need the blood to close it.
1: Well, they said to kill him, but he ain't dead. Because yeah, that's not how you kill a vampire.
0: But it's still blood for blood. I took it literally. Well, you can't. Clearly <laughs> not. Because you also, like... Dawn isn't Buffy, and yet their blood is the same.
1: Because well, she was made from Buffy.
0: Yes. So but...
1: I.E. All right, never mind. we just we're getting off to? Well, so all I'm saying is a ritual said,
0: you have to kill this person... Being whatever I don't know vampire if it actually, f- actually literally said that you had to kill him. Uh, I think they just. She's just like you know. What other choice do I have but to kill him?
1: But uh, but she Which did is true.
0: But that's she how he knew, was but able she, to. She knew but she wasn't. He,
1: she knew she wasn't killing him with the sword.
0: Well, she knew that he wasn't coming back. Yeah, she she plunged him into the portal. Yes, but so it's in her mind is essentially right. killing killing uh, fair him. Fair enough. Sending him to some hell dimension, you might as well kill him. Eh,
1: fair enough. I don't know. I just that was one of the things that kind of stuck out to me where I was like, but he was never dead.
0: Yeah, but that's why I was able to come back.
1: Yeah, was no, kind of sad though because uh Willow does succeed when she when minute. she fucking plunges that goddamn sword in is
0: oh shit yeah so like at, well the portal opens. Or starts to open. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ritual works. So too late the it's too late. The portal's open. Lo- yeah, it's too late. And so she, uh, she Buffy realizes that Angel is Angel. So he's he's no longer Angel- angelus because she saw like the, the spark, flash in his eyes, yeah. and and he's just like, oh my god, what's going on? Blah blah blah. And she was like, oh yeah, we're here. And she she sees the portal. She's like, okay, um, close your eyes. Yeah, uh, which is the same thing that Darla told him when oh she changed yeah. him, when she turned him. So I don't think that Angel should ever close his eyes anymore when a woman <laughs> tells him to just, you know, heads up for Angel. But yeah, so portal opens, he turns back into Angel. She plunges a sword and he goes into the uh, portal. Mm -hmm. Gets sucked up and then turns
1: back into stone and Buffy has another breakdown and leaves. (laughs) She does. And she
0: leaves for L.A. this time. On her own, though. Not back with Dad. No, yeah. This is, um... So the first two seasons, she kind of has some pretty shitacular things happen to her. (laughs) But... You we'll we'll talk about this in the next season, but her friends are <laughs> getting pretty sick of it. Yeah, they are, and I can't blame them. Yeah, no, I would be like, all right, you get one, you get one. That second one though, Mm-mm. nah, nah. She didn't even like lesson. tell anybody. She just fucking left. Yeah, so but yeah, like we'll get that. We'll get to that in the next season, in the next episode. But anyway, so like this. To sum up, season two had some really <laughs> iconic... Yes. All right. So season, to sum up, season two,
1: Buffy wore through trauma. She learned some hard life lessons in between of what it means to be a slayer in the real world outside of the supernatural and how to navigate that. People fall in love. People are unfortunately slaughtered. And to get more backstory mm-hmm. to Angelus and you're introduced to Spike and that whole build up. um... Again, Willow starts to kind of like sneakily, not sneakily, but in passing they start to show her and mention her practicing spells and starting to get into witchcraft.
0: And uh, you meet Oz, Oz and Willow get together. Yes. So she's no longer focusing on Xander. Uh, Xander and Cordelia Cordelia end up being a thing.
1: So really this this season, I think, is a lot about love and passion and relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of figuring out how to get over hurt and figuring out what you want in relationships and yourself and how to grow from there. And there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of growth, loss, and love. Exactly.
0: And yep, yep. iconic characters introduced as well. Yes. So, um, well, what I also find kind of... W- one of the one of the things that stood out to me is that like so after the <laughs> people were trying to figure out how Angelus turned. We wait, wait, what? What do you mean? Giles was trying to figure out how Angelus turned because no one quite understood. Oh. They didn't They didn't know, know what the about, true moment of happiness was. Yeah. They oh, didn't know yeah, what that yeah. was. And he's like Giles is like, Well, did anything happen that night because he was fine and then he wasn't? Blah blah blah. And they eventually find out what it took to get to make his soul go away. Yeah, and there was a moment where Buffy is like, you know, uh, afraid that Giles is going to be super disappointed in her, and blah 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 blah. And he's just like, well, what? What do you want from me? You want me to scold you, tell that you did bad? Blah blah. blah. And she's like, no, you're just going to get my my love and understanding and all this kind of stuff. He's like, you know, you made a, you didn't make the best decision, but I still love you. Essentially. It was a human decision. Like, yeah. And uh, I, that was like, so heartwarming and a true, like father figure kind of thing. I also think that
1: was hard for Buffy to hear.
0: Yes. I think she was hoping to be scolded. mm -hmm. I, I think she wanted to, to get some kind of penance for what happened. And it's just like, He's like, you're not gonna get that from me. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not gonna guilt you and try to make you feel bad about what happened. I'm just gonna give you my love and understanding. Yeah, and I was just like, <gasps> oh, whole God. other
1: character that we forgot to introduce in this season too that is reoccurring. Who? I'm pretty sure it was the Halloween episode with Ethan.
0: Ah, Ethan yes, Rain. Ethan Rain, who is an old uh, school chum. Of Giles, yeah. where uh, you find out about Ripper. Yep. That's kind of like Giles' hardcore. It's
1: when he was a bad boy. Yes. We'll get into that next season. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Mm hmm. But yeah, that was the Halloween episode. It was a good one. Yeah. That's where um, <laughs> Ethan Rain has a, a costume shop and he's bewitched all the costumes. Whatever you dress up as that's you what you're going into. to become. Yeah. So Xander becomes um a combat veteran. Yeah, basically like soldier. A, a soldier. Um Buffy in trying to be more desirable to Angel becomes like a a Victorian debutante, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Of that era. Willow turns into a ghost. But Buffy was trying to have her, you know, come as you aren't kind of thing. Yeah. So because Willow is normally a very shy, quiet, meek kind of person, Buffy's like, all right, now you got to dress like a, you know, vampy little sex kitten. (laughs) Dresses her in like this tight little mini skirt and, you know, crop top and all this kind of stuff. And then... She's like, I'm just gonna be a ghost and she sheet over know, myself. Puts a a sheet that she had gotten from Ethan Rain's shop over her. So when Ethan Rain goes with the ritual, <laughs> Willow turns into a ghost. Everyone yep. turns into their respective things, except for Cordelia, who <laughs> got her costume from a different shop. And that was uh that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. It was fun. Mm-hmm. That was another one with Spike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so season two, definitely a lot of a lot of good episodes happen and iconic ones and you delve into the characters and then they die, <laughs> and then, you know, such as Joss Whedon's thing. Like, that's that's his shtick. He likes to make you fall in love with a character and then kill them horribly in front of you. Is that not the truth? I feel like there are other
1: writers and directors who do a far better job than Joss Whedon does. I don't think that's his shtick. That's, yeah. We'll tally
0: up at the end of this show. No, I'm not saying
1: that there isn't like a tally. And, and I think I started by saying like, he hates love, realistically. Like, nobody has a happy fucking ending story when it comes to relationships or love in the series. But it's not the first thing that stands out to me.
0: No, like across all of his shows, he likes to have you like a character and then kill them.
1: I'm just saying that I think there are other directors and writers who've done a better job at that. And it's not the first thing that sticks out to me in
0: this Who? George R.R. Martin? Are you fucking kidding me? Is that even a debate? Uh, That was in one series, though. Joss Whedon did it throughout all of his series and everything he's ever done. Aside from Avengers. Alright, I'm not having this argument right now. Why? Because I'm just saying,
1: one, we're out of time. We're way over time. Two, I'm just saying, like, as far as his body of work, that is not the thing that stands out to me. It's just not. Never it's has been. One of his things. It's not honestly, it's never one of the things that crossed
0: my mind. We're gonna have this discussion. Anyway. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about season three in the next episode. Um, check out Buffy <laughs> on Hulu yes. right now during their Huluween Stop giving me a look. I'm giving you a fucking look. I don't care. <laughs> Catch all of our other <laughs> social medias down in the description box down below. If you like our vibe, please like and subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.